Good morning. You're listening to Real Life, Real People Radio on this Sunday morning. And Merry Christmas. What a special day. We are so thankful that you have turned on your radio today or listening on your computer or your phone to Real Life, Real People Radio. We are excited. Um, This is the joy of Christmas. This is the time when we are to celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ. And we are just thankful that you are listening this morning and that you will discover that joy comes through a relationship with Jesus Christ. And so before we get started, I wanted to read Luke 2, the birth of Jesus Christ. And this story is so awesome because it's part of the story that you've probably heard growing up about the birth of Jesus. So I'm going to read a little bit about this, and then we're going to introduce our special guest. And you'll see why we're reading this story about the new birth. In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration when Quintimus was governor of Syria, and all went to be registered, each to his own town. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth, to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was the house of the lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth, and she gave birth to her firstborn son, wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the end. We want to invite you now to sit back, relax, grab your favorite cup of coffee, grab hold of your Bibles, but most importantly, grab hold of Jesus and he will bring the Bible to life for you. Dear Heavenly Father, on this Christmas day, we just want to thank you for the joy that is ours in you. Lord, thank you for this miracle. Thank you for the birth of Jesus Christ, our Lord, our Savior. And we just cherish you, Lord. And we thank you for new birth. We thank you for new beginnings. We thank you for the miracles that we see. And we thank you for the joy of Christmas. So Lord, be with us today as we share a special story from a special person who experienced your joy even in the hardest times. So Lord, we thank you and we love you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, I would like to introduce Todd Lunsford to you. And when you hear his story, you're going to know why he is talking to you today here on Christmas morning. So Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, Jill, and Merry Christmas, everyone. Uh, Blessed to be here today. Very thankful. Yes. Well, Todd, I hear that you have a story of new beginnings, new birth, through a health situation that you've experienced. So why don't we just start there? Why don't you just take us back to what has happened to you? I know you've shared this with a lot of people, and I have not heard this yet, so I'm very excited. And just take us through your story. Yes, ma'am. My story is one of joy and healing and how the power of God can work in our lives. About three years ago, I was diagnosed with uh, end-stage liver failure. I was on a transplant list for two years, and I became very ill. During that two years, I I felt it necessary to maintain joy and peace through the Lord so that uh, that's really what I had to do to survive. 
And uh, people often commented, how, how are you smiling when you're in such pain or you're having all these medical problems? That was, I was capable of doing that because of Jesus. I, I had to completely surrender everything to Jesus, turn it over completely. You know, Lord, let your will be done. If it's just your will for me to get a liver and survive, I will, you know, I will honor that and dedicate my life to work for you stronger. And if it's your will to take me home, I will be happy in that also. We did not know which direction this was going to go. The doctors were very skeptical. I had low odds of survival. I was very ill. And this started, you said, a couple of years ago. You got really sick. Because you're a young man, so you're not very old. And, and was this just something that kind of happened overnight, you felt like? You were diagnosed with this? It was over about a three-year period. And, you know, they found, started, they find one little thing, and then it progresses, and they find something oh, else. Oh, gosh, so, yes. And then... Uh, they, so you were dealing with this a long time. Yes, it was about a, a five-year ordeal altogether with, you know, health problem after health problem. And so as you start struggling with these health problems, you really take a look. You have to search your inside your soul and your relationship with God. Uh, thankfully, I was already, I had been saved many, many years ago as a teenager. So I had a relationship with God, but I can tell you that it wasn't near as strong as it is today because what the Lord carried me through and also the people that I ended up meeting and being surrounded by that uh, helped me through the situation and took care of me um, and prayed for me. The prayers is what's amazing, Jill. Mm. The prayers, I tell you, the power of prayer is so awesome. Everyone prayed for me while I was ill, wait, on the transplant list, waiting. Um, the church members, community members, they would bring me different meals. I remember last Christmas, it may have been two Christmases ago, I'm not sure. My memory at that time was kind of foggy. But I had I was alone, and my daughter Alexis, who's just wonderful, mm -hmm. a true soldier of the Lord, um, she was not with me. So I, I was alone on Christmas Eve, and um, a group of young ladies... Uh, came caroling to my door. Really? And I, I live way out in the country. And these women are associated with the Hope Foundation in Mount Vernon, Texas. And they come from a lot of adverse situations. Mm -hmm. So the blessing of the Lord was just amazing when on Christmas Eve they showed up. It might have been a couple days before Christmas Eve. I can't quite recall. A lot of medication at that time. But um, anyway, they came and caroled at my house. And I live way out in the country. It was just amazing how much it showed you the love of God and what I really needed it, you know. And he knew I needed it, so he provided me that, and uh, I'm very thankful of that. Mm -hmm. But He provided you some angels that came and just ministered to you, some people, angels on earth, you know, that just came and just were there and were rejoicing, and, and, and just, I, I bet that that was just one of those experiences that you just, you can't help but just smile and say, thank you, Lord. And you Completely rejoiced with yes. them. It's like when the angels came and, and saw Jesus. Yes. You know, the continuation of this story in Luke chapter 2, when those angels came and the shepherds were in the field watching over their flock at night, and the angel of the Lord appeared to them, the glory of the Lord shone around them. And I bet when those women came, it was almost like you saw the glory of the Lord just 
he can he can do that in bringing people you know you see the light of jesus and they were sharing with you and then you had that hope again and you were giving all glory to god it sounds like oh Oh, what what an amazing most definitely you know and and that continued as my journey went on um we had several different things I was able to get to church um, one or or two times a month is all I was physically able to make it. But as it turns out, I got sicker and sicker. My health declined and uh, it was getting um, really scary and uh, I was Mm -hmm. quite ill. And on July 8th of this year, uh, I received a liver transplant. Oh, Glory wow. to God. Glory to God. Glory oh, to nice. God. What yes. a time to rejoice. It again. was. And the joy was amazing. And it was an overwhelming feeling because you had mm. to put into perspective that someone lost their life in order that yeah. you lived. So it was really extremely humbling and extremely spiritual. Oh, I bet. The joy mm-hmm. was incredible. Let me describe one of the biggest joys, one of the most incredible things that I experienced. Um, it's a big whirlwind of things that occur as you get a transplant but post-transplant upon recovery the very first thing that I recall Jill is as soon as I came to I experienced something that is only describable through the I call it a miracle of Jesus the room I woke up in I could audibly hear thousands of prayers audibly oh wow yeah and the presence of the holy spirit just filled me and warmed me and Mm. just it was so Mm -hmm. joyful i knew i was going to live but the the incredible part is i also knew that the lord had work for me to do yes this was this was not this was a divine um healing Mm -hmm. he guided the surgeons and the medical teams to care for me in a way that i am still here today for the glory of God to further his kingdom and to testify and reach other people to try to save souls for his kingdom. Mm-hmm. And also, as a bonus, I get to watch my daughter, Alexis, continue to grow and grow in her spiritual being. And uh, I plan on being around for a lot more years where at this time last year, I did not think I was yeah. going to be here. Yeah, because you and, told me earlier that the doctors basically said, you know, we don't give you much time to live at all. Right. It basically was, told you that. Yeah. And and that was, I can't even imagine that news, getting yeah. that news. But you kept, people kept praying. People kept believing. I know your daughter is a very strong Christian young woman. I, I know her, and she's she believes. She has that that belief and that power of the Holy Spirit within her. And so how did you care for her while you were so sick? Well, that was um, another incredible journey of how you have to, how I had to totally surrender everything to the Lord and trust in Him. In him. Um, during the time when I was really diagnosed to where I didn't know if I'd make it or not, I certainly would have not be here today if it wasn't for the transplant. So there was a time I had to... Um, Tell Alexis the truth, which I've always done. That's our, we have to tell the truth. Right. And uh, so I told her that, you know, hey, dad's very ill and he mm. may not, he may not be around much longer. Mm. And that hurt her very much oh, and it yeah. scared her, Jill. Oh, I bet. So um, there was a group of women from this community, um, Kelly Newsom, Holly Morris, uh, 
and a few others, they would come to my house on a regular basis, check on me and things like that. And they came to me and they said, and they had been mentoring Alexis and doing a lot of good things mm -hmm. with her. Fabulous women. But they came to me and they said, she's scared. She's scared that she's going to come home and find you, you know, mm -hmm. on, the, on the floor. And um, that scared me. Mm -hmm. And they said, is it okay if she goes and spends a couple of weeks with Kelly? Kelly is a pediatrician. They've been together for years. Yes, Just yes. an amazing yes, story. Yes, I know Kelly. And I said, well, yeah, that's fine. You know, um, that's probably best for right now. And uh, the two weeks went by and the women came back to my house. I ended up calling them the council because oh, they, they took that. care of me yes. and they brought me food and meals. Again, and, um, we're angels the among love, us. Yes. The love that mm -hmm. they shared with yes, me. Yes, yes. You know, I was in my lowest uh, that you could possibly get. Could not take care of myself. Couldn't cook for myself. The meals, that were, it was just amazing. Um, Karen Morris, she would drive... Her house is about 45 minutes from my house, you know. So all this love, love Aww. was just coming to me. But I had to really, Alexis was in her junior year. And so after the two weeks go by, Jill, I look at the whole situation and prayed and prayed. And I told Kelly I, and Scott and I said, you know, it's probably best if she just stays with you guys for a while. So she lived with them and finished out her high school, um, you know, and her daughter, their daughter, their best friends. That's so really neat. it was an amazing thing that... The community church members rallied to um, support Alexis and really help her get through her last two years of high school when I wasn't able to. Oh, I wasn't, wow. wouldn't have been able to help her study, wouldn't have been able to help, you know, be there yeah. to go to games and things like that. I dearly miss that, but I have so much joy in knowing that uh, she was well taken care of. Yes. And, Praise be to God. Glory to God yeah. in the highest. Yeah. And you had that peace. It you know, because peace. there was a peace like, okay, I wish she could be here with me, but I have a peace knowing that she's okay. Yeah. Someone is caring for her. And you could yeah. still see your daughter as much as you wanted. Right. She wasn't far, and we did see each other a lot. And mm -hmm. there was it was just open channels all the way. So just yes. a really miraculous, uh, joyful experience and very thankful. Um, just really humble about that whole thing. Um, and... Uh, so now we're, you know, in the healing process, and the Lord has been very, very good to me. My healing and my recovery has gone amazing. Yes. I've, I've recovered. Right. I've had zero setbacks, zero infection, no rejection of, from the, of the new liver. And does that happen frequently? Yes. Well, they said there was probably the surgeons, right, one of the first things they told me, is there's probably a 50% chance that you'll have to have another surgery. And you haven't had to? No, I've had zero complications. Zero. Oh, wow. I haven't, everything, I mean, every time I go get blood work, they take medicines away, you know, and things oh, like that. Oh, isn't that great? And oh, so we man. did the physical therapy, uh -huh. and um, initially, after the surgery, I figured it'd take about a year to get health back and get back to work. It's been four months, and I'm set, my second week on a new full-time job. Congratulations. Yes. What a new beginning. And I mean, when God heals, He heals. Yes. And as I mentioned earlier, I said, but God has a purpose for me, you know. Yeah. And this job, I think, will help fulfill the purpose because I'm doing medical transportation. I give elderly people and... Um, people on with disabilities rides to their doctor's appointment and believe it or not this opens up a large chance to um share the word of the lord oh it does i can only imagine yeah, because i mean i had a lady today i drove her and um 
we got to talk about God, and I, I'm gonna. I need to start carrying an extra Bible in my yes, car so I yes. can give them to him. I just thought of that today. Yes. The Holy Spirit mm-hmm. gave that food mm-hmm. to me today. To hey, have an extra Bible that you can give out to somebody if right. they need it. You know. Oh, definitely. So that's something I'm gonna do. Yes, and so you read the Bible yourself a lot. Yes, I find that um, if we stay in the Word every day, then we find joy because we're being obedient to what the Lord requires us to do. Mm-hmm. It's not just something that we do out of leisure we're required we need to stay in the word on a daily basis and fellowship with other christians and stay keep your mind focused. your mind your heart right. and your soul keep it focused on jesus not just on sunday when you go to worship but all week every, long every and you day. will find that your life is so full of joy and then you can impact others with that joy you right. can share that and then that's really what this Christmas season is about, is spreading joy and kindness to your friends, families, neighbors, and strangers, especially the strangers, because you mm-hmm. see the others quite a bit. But when you run across a stranger, especially you come upon one that's having a bad day, give them a smile. Tell them God bless you. Yes. Anything you can do. Yeah, and that yeah. makes a difference. You're so yeah. right. And people need to hear that. There's so yeah. much anger and frustration and even hatred in the world. And it, yes. it's just when someone is kind and loving like yourself and, and, and shares Jesus and just that joy. I mean, you can see the joy radiate yeah. in you. You know, what we're talking, the glory of the Lord is just shining through you. And I have to ask you, do you feel different on the inside after the liver transplant than you did before you got sick? I mean, and you may not even... Oh, is there yes. a difference? Like, I feel completely rejuvenated. Do you? Yeah, it was... Oh, uh, wow. Yeah, where everything was... And now, you know, through all that, they've they've gone through and tested everything, heart, liver, kidney, mm-hmm. everything's functioning 100%. Um, I'm 55, and the liver that they put in me was from a 28-year-old, so I can claim that. I, I'll say that I'm 49. Oh, yeah, you How even look that? younger. <laughs> I mean, and I've noticed what, yeah, that. People tell me, they say, oh, you look better. The people that I've known for 20 years say, you look better than we've ever seen you look. Yeah, definitely. So, you know, I didn't I, recognize you because I hadn't seen I, I you a in a while. Yeah, and I when you walked in, I'm like, Todd, okay, because it's yeah. been a while since, you know, because you weren't able to get out. I mean, I used right. to see you at church all the time and yeah. got to know you and Alexis. And then when you got so sick, you were home most of the yeah. time, weren't you? Yes, Didn't ma'am. get to see yeah, was, Well, that's really neat that you feel it. Um, do you know much about your donor? Um, I only know that he's a 28-year-old male, uh-huh. and he died of a, um, some type. He, had, he was brain dead, and that uh-huh. was kind of a touch-and-go thing because he was, it was an out-of-state donor, and they had to wait a certain time. It was very close. It had, they had to harvest the organ within a certain time, and uh-huh. uh, in one year, I'll be able to write a letter to his family. That would be they, so they special. Allow the the yeah. process is to allow the family to have a year to grieve and mm-hmm. mourn, and then I can all the donors, you know, but I am so you, thankful, and I happen to be an organ donor myself. I highly recommend it to everyone to be an organ donor because the Lord, you know, our soul is taken care of. Yes. We are out of here. So if someone else can benefit from our heart, lungs, eyes, you know, liver, all those things, why not? Go ahead and be an organ donor, especially something to think. If you're not, think about it on this Christmas morning, mm-hmm. how you can impact if a tragedy or you know, when, when you go, how you could still leave an impact mm-hmm. for the rest of the world. Yeah. that's Besides just your memory of being right, a quality right. Christian yeah. and a wonderful person. Exactly. Are you hoping to meet the family in a year? 
You know, I hadn't really considered that, but now that you mention it, I would be wide open to that. Yes. If, you know, we'll send a letter and see what see type of what response kind of, we get. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. I, would, I would sure do it. Mm -hmm. And that's, you know, the Lord has work for me to do, but that's another, in doing his work, I have to also honor the person that donated the liver right. by living a quality life, a healthy life, taking care of everything needs to, so that... Just simply honor that man. Right. You is know. your lifestyle different? Like, do you watch, are you watching what you eat and drink? And are you better with that and exercise? I try and I walk quite a bit. Um, walking is so good. Yeah, I love walking. Me I live too. out in the country and I'm able to take walks down a country road. Mm, there's and, nothing um, like that, huh? There isn't. I, I just love it. Even in this new job, um, when I, like, if I take a patient to, or we call them clients and not the doctor, their doctors, patients and their transport mm -hmm. clients but anyway while I'm waiting for those people to get out of their appointments sometimes I have to wait two hours so I'll find a park or someplace where I can take a walk and it's just real peaceful part of the day but I can also spend time with the Lord during that part of the day right and so, you pray a lot uh, constant I find mm -hmm. if we stay in constant prayer it's um pray through your day you know um just pray especially for others you got to pray for others uh, God already knows what I want, you know, what I need, you know, and he, I, he meets my needs fully and completely. I really, but praying for others is where I try to focus my prayer, you know, lifting up mm -hmm. other people. Um, and I pray to glorify God first, and then I pray for to lift up others. Yes. And then if I, I, I just feel he knows my needs. I really don't need to pray for that, but sometimes we, we do anyway, but uh, I really Pray to glorify God, honor God, show respect, um, thank Him. You just be thankful to the Lord, and then lift others up. I agree. Yeah. And so I, God has already given you the purpose. You are living differently just from what you're telling me. You are totally new, um, and your faith has been realized, and you are just every day walking in faith and believing. Because I bet when you heard, okay, I'm getting a liver. I mean, you still maybe in your mind thought, well, but what if it doesn't work? Or did you think, okay, this is it? Or no, how? definitely not. It, it is what uh, it is. What if up until the moment they roll you into the operating room? They actually had called me at 1 a.m. on a Tuesday night to go to Dallas. I got there at 3 a.m. And they put me in a little room yeah. and um, they forgot about me. <laughs> oh, no. Okay, you're yeah, here. Finally, they came in. They said at 4 a.m. They said, "Oh, you're here." We thought we were trying to call you. I said, "Oh no, no. I mean, they're oh, still gosh. trying to call me." Miscommunication. Yeah, they did have but a little that's God's timing. It was, and then they said, "Okay, we have a liver. It's look. It's gonna. It looks like it's a match for you." They still really don't know for sure, 100 oh, okay. percent, until they harvest the organ. And they said, "But the the man is brain dead, but he's still on life support, and their family's saying goodbye. So if he gets off of life support." And they can harvest the liver within an hour and get it flown to us. Wow. Then, so you're in this little room and you're waiting. My oh. sister was with me, Heidi Lunsford. God bless her. She um, mm. cared for me for That's a long sweet. time. Yes. And um, you're in this little room and you're just like, Lord, please let this be the liver for me. Mm. But please don't let that man suffer and please have mercy on his family yes. so your emotions are all over the board you really don't oh, know gosh, yeah. you almost it's almost like okay lord let this man live and i, I would rather see him live than 
than get a liver, you know, because it's that heavy. Oh, I bet. I can't imagine knowing. So, but I was at peace no matter what happened or how it went. I knew I was in God's hand. Joy. Hallelujah. Mm. You know, that you know you're in God's hand no matter. It's, it's just his perfect will for your life. And, um, so, uh, yeah, right up until they wheel you in, you really don't know if that liver is going to be a match for you, if they get it harvested in time. And incredible. Yeah. incredible. It's an incredible. And it's yeah. a walk of faith, too, you know, and just yes, trusting man. God. Like you said, He knows it all. And He knew that liver was going to be right for you. And yeah. and you just, you look great. You, you sound like you could just run a marathon. I mean, you know, you really really have come a long way and i know that you're sharing your faith and your joy and so what do you hope to do with this new beginning yeah yeah that's uh i just gotta go forward and really focus on what the lord wants me to do i think he's on he's unveiled several things he wants me to do in the present but the future i just have to be strong listen to his calling and really um monitor my uh, thoughts and uh, heart and see which direction he has for me to go. Um, it, uh, I don't have any, I can't say that I have any set agendas, like this is what I need to do. I don't know. Um, I think perhaps some jail ministries and some ministries to um, addicts and alcoholics, that something be- like that, reaching going in and or youth ministries i'm kind of i'm kind of like okay where where am i supposed to serve lord and so i have a very open open perspective on you know where he wants to go Mm -hmm. but i think there's a lot of people out there that are lost well i don't think i know there are yeah i know there's so many that are lost and um you know uh I, I don't know if our local area has a jail ministry that's going into mm-hmm. the jails and talking mm-hmm. to these people that are truly lost. So that's something I may look into. You should. You, you know, should. Um, they they could always use more. Yeah. You know, I, I, don't I, know. I think there might be, you know, but I and, know they um, w- would be looking for more people, yeah. especially with your story. Yeah. I mean, it's it's such an amazing grace story. Yeah. You know, amazing grace. Mm-hmm. How great thou art, and and really. Um, just where God has brought you from that beginning time when you were diagnosed and all those appointments you had to go through, all the doctors, all the pain. I can't imagine what type of pain you were in. And just here you are now, and yeah. you are just full of joy. And your daughter is doing well in college, and and you get to see her and just experience yes, it's this. A, it's amazing. The joy it's so great, you know, to be able to, this Christmas, her and I will be singing carols together. Yes. Maybe we can go sing them for somebody else that's homebound. You know, that's mm. that's the thing. Maybe, you know, um, you got the jail ministries I could look into, nursing homes, going to nursing homes, yes. things like that. Definitely. The, the, there's so many doors the Lord has to open for me. Mm-hmm. I simply have to pray and be receptive. Mm-hmm. That's what I need to do. And obedient. Yes. You know, like we read in Luke 2 that um, Joseph went up from Galilee like he was told. And, and the Lord had also told him before then that, you know, you're going to marry Mary, who's yes. with child. And, I mean, can you imagine? I mean, what? he? Well, what? How can that be? But he did yeah. what exactly the Lord told him to do. And what joy um, it's a, in that his was life. Just an amazing um deal there how the lord worked and joseph received the uh, mm-hmm. 
dream with the basically visit from the angels telling him that the baby was of the Holy Spirit and that he was to raise it, name the baby Jesus. Right. And, you know, but he, Joseph had a lot of things that he had to deal with and he had to trust in the Lord. And mm-hmm. can you, but like you say, just imagine the joy of knowing that you were going to raise the Messiah, oh, that wow. you were going to yes. be the father mm-hmm. of the son, the worldly father of the son of God. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we have challenges as parents, but Boy, that'd be a different challenge, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah. But it'd be yeah. a joyful challenge. Amen. You know? Amen. Amen. Well, I I love your story, and I love that we're telling it on Christmas morning. Because yeah, what a Glory gift to you're going to unwrap yeah. today. Yeah. Jesus in your life and new life in you. And I love how you explained when you woke up the first time and you've heard all the prayers. Yes. And you saw the light, and you felt the warmth and the love. Yeah. And, you know, another part of that is right after I experienced that, I realized that I was in excruciating pain. And then the what went through, what took me away from that was I realized that the pain I was suffering was nothing, zero, compared to the pain that our Savior Jesus Christ went through on the cross willingly willingly the pain he went through for our salvation glory be god yes glory glory be god yes yeah think about that the pain and the sacrifice Mm. that he did for us nothing on this Mm. world that we go through no pain no loss of loved one nothing compares so Mm. when we keep that in perspective really we can walk in joy all day long and have a mm-hmm. smile on our face because the one that's came before us has given all. Amen. Amen. So what would you say to our listeners who are listening today um, if they don't know the Lord in their life? If you don't know the Lord, you're really missing out on something that can fulfill your life. It, you have so much love and peace and the joy is incredible. I cannot encourage you enough to seek God and believe in God. We have mm-hmm. a almighty father who is there for you, who loves you. Mm-hmm. Please reach out, get a hold of jail, get a hold of your local church. There's someone mm-hmm. we're willing to come and talk to you, come and share with you, talk to you on the phone, whatever you need folks. We love you all. And we want to share Jesus with you. Yes, definitely. And When we close, let me read this. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. So thank you for being here today, Todd, and thank you for your story. And thank you, Jesus, for being amongst us. We give you glory in the highest and on earth peace with those with whom he is pleased. Would you close us in prayer? Yes, ma'am. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this wonderful day for the birth of our Savior Jesus. You fulfilled the scriptures, the prophets, all of it was fulfilled on this day. Thank you, Lord. Glory to you, God. Please watch out for all of us, our families. Please help us to reach the unsaved and to continue your word to glorify and further your kingdom. We love you, God. Thank you very much. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to Real Life, Real People Radio. If you would like to hear more episodes, simply search Real Life, Real People Radio on Apple, Google, and Podbean Podcasts. And remember, 
Every day will be a good day when you get real with God. Real Life, Real People Radio, copyrighted 2022. All rights reserved. Thank you.